You're listening to Women Making Waves. Being a mum isn't easy sometimes and the pressure can be really overwhelming. Kathleen Crawley had some struggles after the birth of her daughter and has written a book which sets out to help people who might feel that they aren't able to be the perfect parent. And she speaks to Linda. You know, when we have challenges before motherhood, often we're kind of more prepared for them. You can feel quite on your own because Mm -hmm. everyone's challenges are their own individual struggles. So I sort of came across all of these techniques. I like to call them mind maintenance techniques. It only takes a few minutes. But I feel real power from doing these activities. Many women can't wait to be mothers and go through pregnancy looking forward to the day that the baby arrives. Often, pregnancy is considered the difficult bit when hormones rage and there's a fear of something going wrong. But for lots of women, the real stress starts when they actually start looking after their child. I'm speaking to Kathleen Crawley, who's written a book called Mastering Motherhood. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Linda. Having a baby wasn't straightforward for you, was it? No. Unfortunately, a few years ago, I um, had some issues, which actually resulted in me having two ectopic pregnancies. So I wasn't able to conceive naturally. Mm. And that had a massive effect on me and, you know, really influenced quite a lot of my life. From that, I suffered from some depression and anxiety and I was amazed at how much that could just influence that much more of your life because Mm. motherhood although it was something that I wanted I hadn't realized just quite how big a deal it was for me. I know you kind of expect it just to happen don't you? You do absolutely and then when that moment's taken away from you it feels it's not like going and buying a new car or you know something you want it feels like it's almost a, a fundamental part of being human I guess Mm -hmm. and so when that's taken away from you or at least for me I just found it almost all consuming the the kind of feelings that went with that and that kind of vision that you you don't even realize you have a vision for life sometimes and then all of a sudden it changes and you've got no kind of reference to turn to because you've kind of built this construct from when you were a child yourself. So you had to go through the awful IVF treatment I say awful because I know people who've gone through it and it is quite a challenge isn't it yeah absolutely we were really lucky and we only went for it one time but just that one time it was months of injections and hormone replacement and so you're not even in your kind of normal state of mind whilst you're going through it and it's also a really sort of massive part of your life and your potential life going forwards Mm -hmm. so it was really challenging and just things you know before I had IVF I was scared of getting an injection and then all of a sudden I've got to be giving myself injections every day so yeah it was not the best of uh, experiences that said you know we were really lucky and and it worked for us so yes and that's not always the case sometimes people have to go through them multiple times is it something you would go through again if you had to yes yes it is yeah that that said it is probably easy for me to say having had a successful outcome the first time Mm -hmm. 
but absolutely I think it was worthwhile. Would I ever choose to do that? No, of course I wouldn't, but it it was worth it. It was worth it in the end. Yeah. You described the fact that for some days motherhood became overwhelming for you. Can you describe what that felt like? So you have your baby, you went through the IVF, you've got your baby, but some days it was just really, really difficult. Whether every mother says it or not, uh, I certainly think that most of us go through this period. And, you know, some days you feel like you've absolutely nailed it and you're, you know, the best mother ever and you're getting everything right and it's all going well. And then other days it's just completely overwhelming and you've got this huge amount of responsibility. You've got this little person that means everything to you and for whatever reason they won't stop crying or they won't go to sleep and all of the things that you are used to you know the the coping mechanisms that you're used to or the things you might usually do instead they don't necessarily apply anymore Mm -hmm. and I think you know when we have challenges before motherhood often we're kind of more prepared for them because we can learn and we can educate ourselves or we know people who've been through similar experiences Lots of us know other mothers, but for every mother, it's different. You, you, in whatever preparation you do, you get this new person and they're an individual and you're an individual and your life has just completely changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you've got to fit all of that in whilst being responsible for this new life. Yes. There's quite a lot to take on, really. It is. It is. And you do feel responsible in case the terror is that you go into that cult and... and they're not breathing. That's the terror, isn't it, that yeah. you lose them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I remember in the first week of my daughter being born, there was a day when she slept for more hours than usual. <laughs> Me and my husband were so worried. We uh, we woke her up. Yes. <laughs> it was just, you know, afterwards we thought, what did we do that for? We were finally getting some sleep. But, you know, <laughs> it's just so, such a huge responsibility. Yeah, yeah, no, been there, done exactly <laughs> that as well. Done exactly that. Did you share those thoughts with friends? I mean, you know, did they feel the same way? Were they struggling in any way, do you think? I did the NCT course and having a support network of women who were in the same stage, I found that really helpful. There were certain elements where, for example, my daughter was just terrible with sleep and she really, um, she's coming up to two and a half and only now does she sleep through more nights than not. And then with that, I felt really kind of on my own and and everyone's got lots of advice and you're always really grateful to hear other people's advice because it gives you more to try. But at the end of the day, you can feel quite on your own because Mm -hmm. everyone's challenges are their own individual struggles. They are. Do you think there's an expectation of the perfect mother, perfect child? Do you think that that's what we're all trying to live up to? Perhaps there is, but I don't know that it's one that society holds. It's more that one that we put on ourselves. And it's really good because there's been a huge movement, you know, over the last few years with social media towards a kind of realistic view of parenting. But it's so easy to hold ourselves up to what we see from other people, whether that's, you know, what they paste on their Facebook page or just how we see them presenting themselves to the world as a mother. There's some women who the house is always immaculate and (laughs) (laughs) the kids are always really clean and, you know, well-behaved. And that doesn't mean that they don't have their own struggles, but we don't see what those are. So it's really hard for us to gauge what a good 
mum is. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, we grow up in this world and we go to school and you get a, an A or a B or a C. or You know, we, we're, quite, we're quite measured, aren't we, as a society? And we've got things that we measure ourselves against. And so all of a sudden, we, all we have is the people around us. They will all be doing differently from us. Yes. But it's really easy just to pick up on what appears to be good for them yes. and see what appears to be bad for us. And I think we can be a bit hard on ourselves. You chose to write a book about this. Why was that? What made you do that? So the book that I wrote, it's like a journal and it incorporates a lot of self-help and life coaching techniques. Mm -hmm. And for me, this was something that I found really powerful in dealing with my struggles with infertility. So I sort of came across all of these techniques. I like to call them mind maintenance techniques. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, because that's what I feel that they are doing. So I've come across all these techniques and I try and embed them in my life. And it just gives me a bit more back. You know, when times are a bit of a struggle, it gives me something to turn to. And they're all things that I do on a daily basis. It only takes a few minutes, but I feel real power from doing these activities just because they help you to kind of reframe where today is. And and sometimes today is really hard. Mm -hmm. But if you went through the process of yesterday thinking about yesterday, and that was a really good day, it just makes it easier to see that sometimes it is hard, and but sometimes it's really good. And I think when we take the time to think about how we are and just kind of check in with ourselves sometimes when we realize when we feel things are difficult we realize that actually it's just a really specific thing and either we can do something about it or we can accept it but either way it's less overwhelming did writing this down in this journal did that actually help you as well it did yeah for me they were all techniques i'd picked up in places but it didn't have the structured approach that i've tried to create through this journal Mm -hmm. and to think about what I thought really mattered and really made the difference was really powerful Mm -hmm. and with all of these techniques they were certainly things that I turned to when I had my daughter when she was really small and when things were feeling overwhelming Mm -hmm. but just to put them into this book which you know, I, I genuinely believe it has so much value to add. I've, it just felt amazing. You know, I feel like it, I'm doing something to give back. So it's designed to be read, you, you say on your website, in five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening, which is great because, you know, mums don't have any more time than that, do they? But how have you managed that? How is that structured? So it's a series of activities. They are prompts or questions and they just ask you to reflect on did today go well and it only has to be a yes or no it doesn't require a lot and once you get into the habit of it I think they just come naturally anyway or it says what am I grateful for today or there's these various questions and all of those are designed to take five minutes in total Mm -hmm. they're very much just jot something down quickly and it is very much just that that check-in with yourself and just say how am I am I doing okay and you know you might let it run through your mind whilst you're changing a nappy or while you're getting breakfast and jot it down later but it's just the act of 
kind of going through that process, having a moment and some prompts just to say, you know, how am I doing today? One of the parts that I've really focused on is kind of congratulating yourself at the end of the day because I think most mums need congratulating many times yes. a day and we do <laughs> we forget to we forget to do that for ourselves yeah. and of course our children are small and can't now this sounds good it's a good way of focusing and actually making you think about things rather than it randomly running through your head yeah, yeah yeah absolutely you know when you break things down into just those small little prompts and then it does take away some of that overwhelm and one of my friends refers to it as owning your headspace and I quite, I quite like it. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> sort of gives you a bit of, it's not quite control but at least a bit, bit more ownership of your own mind and all the stuff that's going on around you, you can yeah. just focus that down a bit. So if you had one top tip for new mums or maybe feeling some days oh for goodness I can't I can't do this anymore what would your one top tip be I would in the morning just take a minute to think of something you're grateful for whether that is you know something big like having your child or whether your cup of tea is still hot while you're drinking it and then in the evening just think of one good thing that happened that day and if you can do that every day you just start to make yourself aware of the positive things that are in life because when there is a lot going on it's so easy to focus on what is hard or what is difficult and so just having that moment to think of something good congratulate yourself on something at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and in the morning remember what's important that's that's a good tip and just like you were saying earlier taking just a minute out to actually think about these things instead of letting everything get overwhelming and overwhelming you so how do people get a hold of this book so the book is available on our website which is masteringmotherhood.co.uk and it is also available on amazon well thank you very much for coming and telling us your story your daughter's now two, isn't she? She is, yeah. She is. Yes. So walking and talking and... Expressing herself. Expressing a lot of opinion and a lot of imagination. But it's a, it's a brilliant stage. I really like it. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kathleen, for coming in and talking to us today. Thank you. Linda, I found that interview absolutely fascinating. I can relate to a lot of that that Kathleen has been talking about. Oh, absolutely. I think it's very easy, as you said, to think that everybody else is managing much better than you are. You know, I I mean, I remember going to visit friends who had just had the baby at the same time as I had, and their houses were perfect, and the kids were turned out perfect. I always felt like I was struggling a bit. Yeah, and I think think secretly everybody feels that, but we don't say anything. It's the taboo thing that we have to be perfect. And she said herself that she strived, or the culture is to believe that we are a perfect mother. And then I kept thinking about the perfect body that we have to have the perfect life that we have to have and the perfect house oh my house was never perfect oh my house still isn't to be quite <laughs> honest you know it's, it's one of the last things I ever want to do is housework you know, it's mm. at the end of the queue I, I uh, thought she was really measured though in what she said she yeah. was very thoughtful no wonder she has written that book yes I think she really thinks things through she's one of these people who really kind of you know obviously spends a lot of time thinking unlike me I spend very little time thinking which is pretty obvious but 
I think it's great that she's written it down. When I asked her if, she, if it helped her herself, she said absolutely. And I can imagine that because if you're struggling with something, writing it down is a great idea. So she's written this to help other people. Mm. And the, it's in bite-sized chunks. Yes. I love that. And not overwhelming. Absolutely not overwhelming. And and to think that she was struggling it herself and wanted to then help everybody else going through it. Mm -hmm. She's probably seen it in a lot of her friends. And it's very hard to offer information, isn't it, when somebody doesn't want to talk about Mm -hmm. it. So the only way to do that is through... A book, I think, yeah. and and talk to you, Linda. And all you can, <laughs> or all you can do is is say that I'm struggling. People don't like to do that at the time when you're in the heat of battle. People don't like to admit that they're struggling often, um, and that that's that's a shame mm. because it's sometimes something that you do need to do. Yeah, but it really made me think that that interview, what you were the questions you were asking her, and she was saying that we have this set vision that this is what we ought to do, what we should be doing when mm-hmm. we have a child. and But things don't work out the way we think it should no, happen. No, it, it's true. Even from, from the conception onwards, you know, she was saying that they had problems with that. It's it, That's the, very much the case, isn't it? You kind of expect things to go in a certain order. You want to have a baby, therefore it's just a case of trying until you get pregnant. But that's not the case for a lot of people. And, and, and sometimes it's very, very tough. And sometimes... People sadly, even with um, with fertility treatment, you know they they never get there in the end. Mm, they don't. And as she said in the interview, she's had two ectopic pregnancies. Having a miscarriage or any um, drama before having a baby adds to the emotion when you have your baby as well. I think it does. And I think she's really tried to manoeuvre herself. But I'm I could really, as I said before, I could really relate to it. I. You know, I'm not afraid to say I struggled a lot when I had my first child and it was a a complete culture shock to think that you couldn't go anywhere without having to take a baby Mm -hmm. with you. So I really admire her for talking about it and having the time to write a book to help everybody else. Yeah, that's just great. And I hope that book does really well.